Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in today. I am sitting here in the suite, which is an area we've created in our new facility for first-time guests and for people who have questions about our church. And we are really, really excited to get this open. We've still got some final projects taking place, uh, getting wrapped up around me. So if you hear any construction noise, that's what that is. But we are really close to opening up for you and for all your friends, for all your family. We're gonna be opening in February. And stay tuned, I'm gonna let you know a date really, really soon. But for right now, we're going to continue with our series, Winning 2022. You know, winning is hard. It's hard in sports. It's hard in Vegas, isn't it? Most importantly, it's hard in life. If you want to win this year, you're going to need a team to help you. So let's talk about it in episode three of Winning 2022. Winning's hard, isn't it? But whether you're a Jesus follower or not, we all want to win in the areas of life that really matter. The problem is most of us have never slowed down long enough to define and figure out what winning actually looks like. And the reality is it's impossible to win if you don't know the win. You got to clarify the win for your relationships and your money and marriage, parenting, professional life, you know, all those different areas that matter to you. If you don't know what the finish line looks like, you're going to end up running right by it and exhausting yourself in the process. Can you imagine running a marathon without actually knowing where the course is and how to get to the finish line? Well, that's what most people are doing in life. They're so focused on dealing with today that they forget to focus on where today is taking them. See, winning requires more intentionality than that. It requires preparation. It requires training. It requires focus. It requires learning to run at a sustainable pace. We talked about that in the last episode. And there's another fundamental that I have found all winners have. It's a team. Just like marathon runners need a team of coaches and a team of encouragers to help them through the race, you can't win in life if you're not surrounded by a great team. Life's way too hard to win on your own. If you're not running with some people who have the same win that you do professionally, the same win that you do relationally, the same win you do in their marriage or parenting, you're eventually going to get sucked into doing what everybody else does in life and you're never going to make it across the finish line. You need encouragers who give you the courage to stay focused and to keep training. The problem is, encouragement is not a common habit for most of us. Research has shown that for every encouraging comment someone hears, they're going to hear six critical comments. And the thing is, that's so normal for us, we don't even realize we do it, do we? We just absorb the impact of it. But this really explains a lot. It explains why so many workplaces are negative and dysfunctional. It explains why so many relationships, marriages are strained. Because we don't gravitate towards environments of criticism we gravitate towards environments of acceptance. People give their best to those who they know believe the best about them. Truett Cathy, who you may know is the founder of Chick-fil-A, he once said, how do you know if somebody needs encouragement? They're breathing. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? I mean, we all want encouragement. The question is, how do you find it? Well, I think the answer to that is counterintuitive, but it is a principle that King Solomon shared with us. Back in his day, Solomon was widely considered 
to be the wisest man in the world at the time, and he had a simple yet profound insight about encouragement that you can find in Proverbs 11.25. Here's what he wrote. He said, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Now, I love the wording of that because that's exactly what encouragement does for you, doesn't it? It refreshes you. So a few months ago, I was having lunch with a longtime executive at Chick-fil-A. He's recently retired. And he was telling me that they train their team members to go around. You may have noticed this. They train them to go around the restaurant and to ask customers who are sitting at tables eating, hey, may I refresh your beverage? And they do that because they were like, that sounds a lot better than, do you want a refill? Do you want me to top that off for you, you know? But that's exactly what encouragement does. When someone encourages you, when they refresh you, they fill you back up. They top you off. They refresh you so that you're ready to go. And I think all of us want that. But what's interesting to me about Solomon's principle is he says the way you get it is you give it. In other words, if you're generous with encouragement, well, God will encourage you in return. He or she who refreshes others will himself or herself be refreshed. So if you're in need of some encouragement, I don't want to be insensitive to the situation you're in, okay? I realize it may be tough. But I would like to suggest that maybe if you turn your attention to encouraging others, you'll actually find the encouragement you need. Maybe if you turn your attention to serving others, you'll actually find the service you need because you always reap what you sow and you tend to get what you give. So let's get practical for a minute. You can take all of your relationships and group them into one of three concentric circles. So think of it this way. You've got your inner circle, right? Those are your closest relationship. Your significant other, your parents, your kids, you know, all those people. Then the next ring out, you have your influence circle. Those are the relationships you have at work, your friendships, the people you run with. And then there's this widest circle that I would call your interaction circle. These are the people that you encounter from time to time. You know, the clerk at the store, the waiter at the restaurant, the drive through attendant. So what if we began to view every single encounter and interaction you have with people in all three of these circles? What if you began to view it as an opportunity to encourage? What if God has placed you in their path so you could refresh them. That would mean instead of running across somebody who's struggling and praying, oh God, please bless Tommy today. What if you instead realized God had already answered that prayer and Tommy's blessing had a name on it. It was your name. You know, he put you there to encourage them. So think for a minute about your inner circle relationships. What if those people were flooded with more encouragement than criticism from you? What would happen if you Flip the norm and you gave six encouraging comments for every critical one to them. What if at the end of this year, the people closest to you were convinced beyond any doubt that you believed in them that much? Well, I bet you'd be closer to having the kind of relationship you want with them, wouldn't you? Now, you know what's ironic? We all get this right at funerals. You've been to funerals. At funerals, the ratio is 100 positives and no negatives. The problem is... That encouragement doesn't help them then. They're done, right? It's too late. The people you love the most, they need that encouragement now. And I promise you, if you give it, they'll get better. If they get it, you'll be closer. Now, let's think about this second circle, this second ring. What about the people in your influence circle? What if you became intentional about encouraging them every time you interacted with them? For example, what if this was a norm for you at work? Imagine if the people on your team were convinced that you cared about them more than you cared about the results they produced. Now, I'm not saying results don't matter. They absolutely do. But you'll actually get better results when people know you care. You know what it would take to encourage them? 
just a little bit of your time and attention. That's it. Just the awareness to see ways you can encourage them and then give them the encouragement. And then what about this bigger interaction circle we talked about? What if you develop the habit of finding something encouraging to say to everyone you have a brief interaction with? Now, it might be as simple as a thank you. You know, when they serve you, it might be as simple as kindness towards them when they get something wrong. I'll give you two specific examples of a couple special groups of people that I think we should all pay attention to and find ways to encourage when we encounter them. One group is all the single parents in our community. Man, they've got a big job. What if we started looking for them and when we came across their path, we were intentional about encouraging them? How often do you think they hear that they're doing a great job parenting? Not very often. So what if you made a point to tell them that when you see them? Now the other group are widows in our communities. Can you imagine how challenging it must be to adjust to living alone after you've been married for years? What would it mean to them to know somebody encountered them, saw them, and appreciated them? See, everybody you talk to today is going to need some encouragement, and you've got the ability to give them exactly what they need. And here's the best part. What you give, you will get. If you want to build a team of encouragers to help you win this year, start encouraging. When you encourage, listen, you attract encouragers. When you refresh others, you'll be refreshed yourself. So let's be known for being people who speak words that build others up. Let's be people who leave others more filled up than less filled up after they've interacted with us. Because you can't win in life without a team of encouragers. And the best way to find them is actually to be one. Because you don't attract what you want in life, you attract who you are. So be who you want to see in your life. Let me pray for you. Father, would you make us aware, first of all, just make us aware of the people we interact with and the opportunities we have to encourage that we miss so often. Help us to take advantage of those this week. Help us to flip the norm and to be way more positive than we are critical. And then, Father, for those who are in situations where they are desperate for some encouragement, they really need it. Would you bring the right people into their life to provide that for them? And thank you for being for us and for always encouraging us, no matter what we're going through. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.